Welcome to Forging the Body of the Witch, a podcast about sorcery, magic, manifestation, and all those things that we use to make our lives better. I'm your host, Chris Dambala. Now let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the first Sorcery and Body Transformation podcast. This is Chris, and let's get started by maybe me talking a little bit about what I'm trying to achieve with this podcast, how I got here and why I would try and bring these two things together. So from the outset, the podcast that I want to, the things I want to talk about, the things I'm going to share, I want to be totally transparent. I will never talk about anything that I haven't done, or if I have, I'll find someone else who's done it or I'll I'll at least have had some experience with that. I really value authenticity and transparency, and I've tried to do that with everything that I've put out so far. And I hope to continue to do that. So how I got here is I thought it was probably about a time in my life that I really need to share some things that have helped me a lot, and they are magical in nature and also practical and they've helped me completely transform my body. And I've been able to do that for other people as well. And I want to share those things so I can hopefully help you. But also, there's a practical side to this, which is me trying to get some of these ideas straight in my own head. Because the best way, as a former teacher, to learn something and actually get better about it is sometimes you have to teach it. And so sharing is also a way for me to further explore and take these ideas forward. So if you want a a little bit of my backstory is, uh, I've put this up on my website, Sorcery and Body Transformation, same name, and which you're happy to check out. There's a picture of me at about 19, I think, flabby, fat. Yeah, very unhappy with myself. I'd been just... uh, in the sake of honesty like I'd actually been quite an athletic teen and sort of in my late teens probably smoked way too much pot and all that sort of stuff got super depressed a few bad relationships um dosed up on antidepressants and I was just all the, the depression stuff I wouldn't wish on anyone and I had had an interest in magic prior to that but um, I'd gotten really, really overweight and, yeah, totally upsetting experience. Um, and my way out was through health and fitness, but also um, empowered by, like, a particular magical practice. And like a lot of people who have transformation stories, you often you hit rock bottom. And it's a while ago now, Um but you get to those bad places and then you find a way out. Well, well, hopefully you do. And I did. And that's why I want to try and help other people do that and actually show them what's possible. So to give some context, like I think I topped the scales and like I'm only like 5'10", so I'm not that. And if you want to look at the pictures, you'll see a very, um, if you have a look at my webpage, um, very sort of skinny fat looking creature 
and I decided I just needed to change. And like like a lot of things, it's like making a big difference is a decision. And I think we sometimes lose sight of how magical that in itself is, that that's your exercising your agency and personal will in the world. So what I did, I'll give you the very briefest skeleton of what I did. And I created a, a bind rune. If you don't know what bind runes are, bind runes are, well, runes are um, like the magical uh, letters that the Germanic people used. And I created a bind rune that like expressed my desire to be, I won't be able to get it exactly right because it is a long time ago, but to be a lot leaner, happier, more vital, more beautiful. Um, and so I, I put several of those together. I went to a secluded place. I called upon my ancestors and my gods and I felt something because I needed it to happen. And it's actually a, a rune that expresses need. So when something, you know, you need something to happen, that is actually the fire that makes it happen. Um, there's a bit more to it than that, but in the interest of brevity, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say that that was the core component of it. So I birthed this thing. It's essentially like a talisman, but it, it draws your will to you or draws those things. They, they can be used for anything. Like I think people who are interested in magical things will probably have um, a bit better of an understanding of those things. If you're new to this sort of thing, maybe not. I'll talk about that at another point. Um, and within about, what shall I say? I think within six months, I'd gone from 92 kilos, so it's like 202 pounds. And within six months, I'd dropped 20 kilos, so about 40-odd pounds. Um, I did it in the dumbest way possible, but it was like I'd gotten onto something and I've had this experience several times now that when you get something to actually work, it's happened to me, I'll talk about this on separate podcasts, at least one, one of these is like, well, two things I can talk about is one, ending up in a movie playing a vampire, which I'll talk about separately, and two, being incredibly famous for a brief period of time. Um, but it feels very much like being caught, being a leaf caught in a gale, I could probably compare it to. So it's like something picks you up and all of those things start to run in that direction. And so within six months, I'd, I'd gotten down to 72 kilo and I felt amazing. Lost a lot of work, weight, you know, a lot of things. And other things started to change in my life as well. And that shift, and then I went sort of way too far in the wrong direction, got down to about 49 kilo, which is about 107, 105, pounds, something like that, if you're American. So way too, like, emaciated, anorexic, and then... I'd realised I'd gone too far, I had to change tack and decided I needed to just stack on some muscle, which I did at a really quick rate. And so, I mean, without a hint of a lie, within the last maybe 15 years, there wouldn't be a single time that my body fat would have been anywhere over like 10, 12%. And there's not many people who can say that. And that's not bragging or anything. That's just a reality. And that's probably, it's a product of um, 
like diet and training, but also a magical approach to things. And there's quite a few different practices that I did along the way, but a lot of it, like at its core, is about identifying, well, how to say this, identifying the kind of person that you want to be and then fully embodying it. And if there's a trick to getting most magic to work better, it is that. And I know that sounds like a new age cliche, but it's so true. There is like, uh, Peter Carroll talks about it like quite a lot, but he talks about it framed within the lens of, um, for those who don't know, Peter Carroll's the godfather. I don't know if godfather's the right term, but of, uh, of chaos magic. So in things like Lieber Nolan, Psychonaut, uh, Lieber Chaos, he lays out a lot of these principles, but he's a big fan of what he calls... Um, he refers to it as uh, like identifying the fact that we've all actually, we're all multiple personalities and that you just need to be able to play those roles in extremis. And once you do that, then a lot of different things become available to you. I'm not totally um, down with that particular interpretation of it, but the idea that you can change your identity or at least for a period of time, commit to a particular type of identity uh, and run with There's a lot of power in that. And I think in the magical community, and this is partly why I want to share these sort of things, that gets glossed over and we sort of look at like minor spells and things and uh, looking for the next grimoire or whatever it might be without actually identifying those things that really shift um, your personal reality. And so, which actually brings me to like the one of the uh, other other reasons that I wanted to share some of these ideas, and that is because where a lot of that, you know, like I can't remember who said it, but your your mess should becomes your mission. So the things that actually that you need to heal yourself are the things, and if you can do that, like it's the wounded shaman thing. Um, the things that you need to share. So this is a thing that I've been able to fix in myself and so it's my duty to share it with others because otherwise what's the point? Um, and in that is it's sort of put me in a place where like I've mixed with people who are in to hardcore strength training, uh, very quite advanced nutrition stuff. And I've had to mix in those areas and like acquired a lot of knowledge in those areas. And those things, once you actually go into them, you realize just how magical they are in themselves. But there's a set of, there's a way of looking at the world for people who particularly who've been involved in strength training that is really advantageous to people who are magically inclined. And one of those things is that there are core principles and this sort of cuts. This is probably why I'm a big fan of Pete Carroll's approach to chaos magic is there are core principles in nutrition and training that work. And I think Charles Poliquin was a fan of quoting that, that quote, uh, principles are few but methods are many. And that idea should be... So that concept of principles are few, method of many... Uh, frequently quoted by Charles Poliquin and probably in economics as well, I think. I believe, I want to say it's Emerson who said it, but it sounds like something Emerson would say. Um, 
it should fold better back into magic than it currently does. And I know that was um, the, the first area that Chaos Magic really wanted to look at. But I'll give you an example so you can understand what I'm saying that comes through the strength and conditioning world. So there's a principle in... Uh, this is me describing the principle. So you're probably not going to find this set in elsewhere. But in functional hypertrophy, there's this idea that principle that if you get stronger for reps you will always get leaner and you'll always get more muscular and there's a million different methods there's a million ways for to make that happen and nuances uh across the board but if you adhere to that principle and you can apply it in a given situation you'll get leaner and you'll get more muscular so just to give you a quick example if I get a male client, and I've had heaps of these, who comes to me and they can do like one, two, or maybe no chin-ups. Um, so obviously they're lacking upper body strength. So they need to get stronger relative to their body weight. So someone like that is generally going to be carrying a little bit of fat and very little muscle. And if I can train them, the, that's where the method would come in, to the point where they can do 10 clean chin-ups. So that's uh, weight for reps they'll put on muscle and they'll get leaner because the only thing that will move that muscle apart from the nervous system recruitment which will happen at the start of the training cycle is muscle muscle fat won't flex uh you're not growing more bones nothing else is happening uh now there's a million ways you can put the training programs and nutrition and recovery um together to make that happen but as long as you adhere to that principle, I know that if I've got a client getting stronger on main compound lifts for higher repetition ranges, they're getting leaner and they're putting on quality mass. And sometimes there's a lag between when you at the hypertrophy uh, occurs, but that's always going to happen. That's a product of that principle. I would love to see that more in like that idea better represented in magic at the moment and that quality of discussion lifted because I think what tends to happen is in all instances and I generally know if I'm talking to someone who's a bit of an idiot and trying to sound clever is if they're not picking out that they're actually arguing about a method rather than a principle and unfortunately this happens a lot in magical circles Happens a lot in strength and conditioning, to be honest, too. And um, in nutrition where people can't understand that they're just they're um, arguing over minutia rather than the things that really change your life. So let me just like shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit about how I would like to um, take this forward and the sort of things that I want to talk about in the podcast. So my personal interests are... Like obviously physique transformation and helping people achieve their personal ideals. And I have a very strong conviction that we all have an ideal of how we want to show up in the world. And I don't think people understand how powerful that is because Wes Watson says it, is that you look how you live and you cannot hide 
yeah, you, you can lie about heaps of things. You can do it on, on so social media allows us to do this. But if you front up and you have a six pack and impressive musculature, I can tell a lot about you straight away. Conversely, if you're carrying a lot of weight, you look like you're neglecting yourself, I know a lot about you. And you can call it narcissistic and superficial, but unless you've done it, you can't really comment, comment on it. Um, and I just feel that what I would like to see more of, I don't want to make this a critique of like a magical community. I want to like bring things together so people can be like move on to better things. But I would like to, I think there is so much value for people who are magically inclined to actually really radically transform their body because they will learn so much more about themselves. Um, Because it's fine to go and train, you know, a couple of times a week, but the things that really shift you as your your focus and what you put in your mouth, which is with you all the time. Um, And, you know, that people like to try and put ratios on, what changes it like you know 80% nutrition 20% training like I think the reality is those those percentages are always a little bit difficult um to pin down you should be 100% 100% um but you just learn so much like I, I think like I loved and I've been initiated into a few groups um which I'll talk about at another point um but I've learned more about training with people transforming my body about what's important what's possible um just the magical nature of reality itself than i have from you know the thousands of occult books that i have it's probably a little bit unfair there's some really good ones there too um but yeah it's a visceral experience that i would like people to know and just do it like do it once like you know if you I have so much respect for someone who goes, well, you know what, I'm going to put on X amount of muscle, I'm going to do it in this time and I'm just going to make it happen or I'm going to get myself down to this percentage of body fat because it shows that you can actually say something, you can commit to something, you can make it happen. Um, Where else is that happening? I think in like uh, manifestation new thought world, um, like, I, you can look at that actually. I mean, I know people who do it and like I have myself, but um, who are able to like manifest a lot of money. Like that seems to be very good. And it's uh, the good thing about that is it's a clear metric. Is your, is your stuff working? Um, so if you cast a spell and you say, you do a ritual or whatever, whatever it is, you petition your gods, um, make an offering to a saint and you say you want something to be a certain way, does it work? Because uh, I have a way that, of doing that that works. Uh, and a lot of it starts with embodiment. Um, but moving on to what I really want to talk about in this podcast, so I'll just give you a, a sense of like the next, because I want, this is me just sort of babbling on about how I got here and, you know, my kind of basic ideas about <coughs> how I'm trying to bring these things together. Um, so if I had to like give you like a really rough definition of like my perspective of sorcery and magic, and it's rough because these things always shift, you know. But I I have an opinion or a belief that there are potentials and powers both within yourself and the world at large, and they can be spirits and energies and powers like 
don't necessarily make the distinction, um, that are accessible to you and push back your limitations and your limitations, you know, let's entertain the idea that maybe we don't have any at all. Um, And I think that's like, it's a core idea that you find in some areas of new thought and chaos magic as well. Um, My chaos leanings are probably coming through here a little bit, but I probably move away a little bit from some of like, Pete Carroll, I love him to death. I would read just about anything he wrote, but he like there are still aspects of his writing where he has like one foot in materialism, and I know that sounds a little bit unfair, but his is definitely he's coming from a very scientific perspective, and I'm a little bit more spirit friendly with my approach. Um, that's just where I situate myself. I think that's probably a little bit more in the air in the modern occult world now but (coughs) that's me you do you I'll do me um but where I want to take this in some of the areas that I've explored so the next podcast I'm going to do is just and the next few I do are just going to be straight up technique so stuff you can do stuff you can take away and work with and the next one I'm going to talk about and I have actually done a blog post on this is uh on tantric body transformation which is largely about using imagery to alter your body. And it's something that I've worked with several times. There's some adaptations that I've, and nuances I've put on it. Um, I've put a blog post on this, but I'm actually going to go into a little bit more detail because there's more to it. Um, and I can probably just babble on a little bit um, to sort of fill in those gaps and how I've used it. It's definitely useful in transforming your body um why it works i still think is a bit of an open question like a lot of things we we're we're all guessing um uh then i'm gonna do a couple of podcasts on uh a sorcerer's approach to neville goddard so for those who don't know neville goddard's um probably one of the more eloquent and articulate speakers that have come to influence uh modern new thought uh, Mitch Horowitz has written some brilliant stuff on him. Uh, the applications of his techniques are far-reaching, and if you unpack the method, it's probably closer to really what Austin Spare was trying to do with sigil, ma- uh, sigil magic um, at its core. Um, Israel Regardi has actually written some... I, I didn't realise this until recently, but he wrote a really interesting piece for Israel Regardi's uh, what was he, Crawley's like, one-time secretary, protege, um, just wrote, regarding his early works, far more interesting than his later stuff, um, but he wrote a really interesting piece on Neville Goddard and it'll be my perspective as someone who comes more from a magical background rather than a new thought and those two things intersect. But um, that then I'm going to do a podcast on... This might not be the order that it rolls out on. Uh, A Sorcerer's Guide to Anti-Aging. I was originally going to call it Why I Don't Like Biohacking. Um, But there are definitely sorcerous approaches to uh, anti-aging that need to be explored and put into practice and that totally work um, when they're combined. And like this is... um, my perspective is you need to do do the magic, go hardcore, and then behave in a manner that is congruent with your goals. 
and things happen. And there's some really cool stuff. Um, Dave Lee wrote a lot about uh, a while ago, which I've used. Um, there's some meditative practices. There are also helpful. There's also some diet, nutrition things. Um, some things that I've taken out of strength and conditioning world in terms of like opening up um, what are called the tension zones um, that both allow your body to move better but also open up some of those places where biospiritual, for want of a better word or term, energy gets stored and trapped and when it flows better, um, you look younger and you feel better. Um, there's a few more things that I'll go into with that one, I'm also going to do uh, some stuff on how to <clears throat> get better results with your sigils. Um, there's some nuances uh, there that I've put into practice and without blowing my own trumpet, I've gotten some really good results with that. And I think there's, not I think, I totally know that there is a, a practice at the beginning of sigil magic that you need to do when you're actually doing your statement of intent that I want to say 10x because everyone says 10x, but it just makes your results uh, far more likely to occur. And it's a way of checking in to make sure that they do occur. And it's also something that you want to happen. Um, after that, I've got something to coming out on hypersigils and why they work and why they don't work. And what was the, the next thing? Oh, pre-apic potions. So I've got... Uh, a lineup of like Priapic potions, so Priapus, uh, the god of big boners, for those who don't know. So, looking at some strategies that combine both traditional botanicals and magical formulas with um, things that are basically vasodilators, um, some breathwork techniques that actually help you get the effect of natural Viagra without taking Viagra or Cialis. And what and oh and I've got uh, another one where I explore my experiences working with the spirits of Lucky Hoodoo, which are a classification of spirits that are introduced in Michael Bertio's The Voodoo Gnostic Workbook. Um, following that, I'll be doing another one on gods and spirits that make you sexy. Um, which is more about my devotional practices and how you can incorporate those. So that sort of gives you an idea about the sort of things that I'm exploring. I, I do want to actually do a couple on just practical diet and training things aimed more at people who actually have magical commitments in their lives. Because I often wonder about this, you know, if you're, and it, it, myself, you know, if I've got some meditation stuff going, ritual work happening, um, you know, you've got some devotional practices, what whatever those things might be, and then you're trying to log in like uh, a training component and you're getting your meals in and all of that, you do need a really succinct way to integrate those things into your life. And it's actually a lot easier um, than you might think. Right, so hopefully this gives you an idea about where I've come from, where I want to take you and the things that I want to share with you um, because ultimately, like, and this is my perspective, magic, <coughs> sorcery, manifestation, whatever you want to call it, they're all ways, and I probably should have said this earlier, to make your life better 
and I'm less concerned with some of the like religious stuff and doing rituals just to have a bit of a feeling pantomime that sort of stuff I know some people are into it if you like it go nuts I like stuff that actually gets into your life makes your life better so primarily I'm going to be talking about body transformation health fitness making you look younger getting you sexier making you feel better but along the way I'm also gonna be looking at how these things can be channeled into other areas of your life um whether it's like acquiring more fame, money, you know, all those things that we love to talk about, but practical stuff, practical stuff. You know, basically I want to see more people living on purpose with intent. It's an idea that comes up with Crowley's the Lima, um, Temple of Psychic Youth. They've really begun to figure out the stuff that you love, you're passionate about, that you really lust after and make that real in your world. Because otherwise, what's the point of doing all this stuff? Are we just entertaining ourselves? Um, hopefully, I'll have the next podcast out like straight away. Um, so I can give you some practical stuff to work with and then you'll get an even better sense of where I'm coming from. Um, love you all. I really want you guys to succeed and do well. And I hope to take my ideas forward and take you with me. Peace.